Hello. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Mummy Foxtrot. We're joined this week by Dan from Hades Airsoft. Not from Hades Airsoft or is Hades Airsoft? Let's let's establish that first. Well, at the moment, I am Hades Airsoft, but who knows in the future, I may be from Hades Airsoft. It might get a bit bigger. We'll see. Oh, cool. Uh, I am Hades Airsoft. I, I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that... End of that fucking needs, interview. Yeah, that needs to be, uh, that needs to be <laughs> made it. into a patch, doesn't it? That's, that's yeah. a patch. That is right Thank there. you, good night. Much love. <laughs> So Welcome hi everyone joining. We've got Cool Sign Chewbacca, Kenny, Defiant Events, Matthew McCarthy, Les, Adventures of Zulu. So welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, it looks like we've got Facebook back this week. All good, all good in the hood. Mm. Well, everyone did think it was yesterday, it was Wednesday, so they may well have thought today's Thursday for all we know. And then they've missed it, so <laughs> to be fair, I'd love to I'd love today to be Thursday, because that means tomorrow would be Friday and then it's the end of the week. Woohoo! So, I'll go clay pigeon yeah. shooting Saturday as well. Oh, nice. Not with pistols, obviously, cool. shotguns. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I'd be, I'd be really shit. You know, I'm just, I'm just shit with a shotgun, but with a pistol, really, really shit. <laughs> he has the child ones that fly like two foot in front of him. No, it's really just that I can't get the like string it. long enough for the cork to go far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pistol would have to be about that long to 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 take the amount of yeah. string that I'd need. <laughs> Uh, hi Dale, hi James, hi Joel Welcome, welcome um, If anyone's got any questions for Dan throughout the show If you can feel free to whack them in the chat but Just put a little cue on the start of the question It just helps me identify them as we're going along uh, Dan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah um, Yeah. So as the guy said, my name's Dan And at the moment I am Hades Airsoft um, And yeah, I'm living out in Gran Canaria in Spain at the moment Canary Islands um, Been playing for about five years now Maybe even Maybe nearly six years, actually. Um, yeah, mainly Milsim, but do, you know, just a little bit of regular airsoft here and there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, there nice. uh, team yeah. Myrmidon. Hello. Uh, hi, Daniel. Welcome First along, time James. watching live. Well done. Hey, hello. good man. Well done. Oh, well uh, Dan. Should we roll into some news? News and oh, yeah, news. News. So, first bit of news this week is uh, we've released a Valentine's Day single. Um, it's available for download on our website. It is interesting. Probably not something that you're going to rush out and download, but it's it's. We thought we were funny. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's um. I reckon, I reckon it's a classic hit already myself. You know, you yeah. know. It's if number it's... one in some country somewhere. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to have downloaded down it. In, down in the Arctic Circle or something like that. Um, <laughs> um, other news that I've got. Uh, so I know there's been a, a load of messages coming into the channel um, about various bits and pieces. So the first one is Prepper Shop. Uh, I think the code has recently been not working. Uh, I've checked into it. I actually spoke to Prepper Shop today. So we should be having that hopefully up and running fairly soon. Um, and then other messages that have come in, we will get around to replying to you as soon as possible. It's just been a bit mm-hmm. of a backlog at the moment. Yes, so apologies yeah. for that. We're so. working through things. Gents, any news from you guys? Purchases, yes, but not so much news. I bought uh, purchases. purchases and I, news? I got a new uh, Woodland DPM smock because my other one's too big for me now. So I ordered a new one in a 
17104. It's a Soldier 95 pattern. So it's like one of the, like Dan was saying, it's one of the first, obviously, with the old Velcro on the arms. A bit of old school there. Last of the old school, shall I say. So, yeah. Mm, yeah Good love. So, we're happy with that. And oddly enough, I will mention it. I got a free copy of Soldier Magazine wrapped up in there as well. So, I didn't, I've, I can't remember the seller's name Press on eBay. But thanks for Press that. The and it's actually. Oh, yeah. Soldier Ooh. Magazine. Who <laughs> <laughs> indeed? They're gonna have to Ooh, take indeed. those buttons off here, Mike. <laughs> it's got some ghillie stuff in it in there as well, man. So yeah, I'm gonna have a little flick through that later on. I'm in the bath. I mean, when I'm on the way to work. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> so um, that's my. Oh yeah, and one more thing. Prepper shop ordered some bits and bobs, uh, some chocolate bars and stuff, and biscuits brown. Packaging's changed to brown instead of shiny green. So that quite upset me. So I quite like it. It's quite exciting to find a shiny green packaging. But there you go. So yeah, just ordered some stuff for upcoming events to pack out the old belt kit. So yeah, happy days. That's my bits and bobs. All good. Cool. Anyone nice. else? Cool. Um, I got my pistol back from my tech. Who put a hot rubber in? Hey. That's it. <laughs> That's my news. My life. I reckon is I could really probably have done that. <laughs> And I'm shit at Techie, but I reckon I could have done that. Oh, no, but I am really shit. <laughs> no, I'm terrible, Andy. I, I get everything yeah. done for me. So, I, yeah. I do. I do do that as well. It just sounds like a really easy thing that could be done. I've never done it. I'm not saying I have done that, but I reckon I probably <clears throat> could break oh. it. But I'm the, I'm the sort of person that goes, hmm, delicate, hammer. And the two don't mm. normally combine yeah. well. <laughs> as, as if it a, can't be fixed a with a hammer, and then I, I don't want to own it. No, I don't want to know. That's about why it. I bought a beaten up old Shogun Sport because I can fix lots of stuff on that <laughs> with a hammer. Yeah, your toolkit That's for that thing, is a hammer like... and a twenty-two mil spanner. That is yeah, it. yeah. And I've got a bolster <laughs> as well for knocking off um, sheared nuts and bolt heads. <laughs> yeah, right, I can take that out now. <laughs> Just weld like it back around, on afterwards. Around my house, if something breaks, and I'll generally have a go at fixing it. But if my airsoft guns go down. I'm not touching them. They can go after someone that knows what they're talking about because I care Absolutely, about them too yes. much. <laughs> yeah, like, like we mentioned before, it's I like trying to carry out heart surgery on yourself, isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't do it, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stupid. <No. laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well, obviously, we're going to be talking to Dan this week. So if that's the end of the news, Lance, do you want to kick off the first question? I can indeed. So, Dan, now we've got you undivided yes. attention. Um, so what's your background, obviously... From obviously you're in the forces or currently in the forces or were in the forces, so you know it'd be great to hear a bit of background on that. And obviously, did you start playing airsoft or, or just getting into it whilst you were still serving or afterwards, or you know what was sort of the crack there sort of thing? So I've been out for about well about five or six years now, so 2017, um, and I got into it pretty much straight after leaving. Um, so I was in the army for just under nine years um and yeah i uh, had a good time uh it was just time to time to move on and yeah just got into airsoft um when i moved out here to the canaries i'd i'd, I'd not really ever done anything like that in the uk um and yeah just was was hooked pretty much straight away obviously um so yeah it's been uh that's it's been sort of history ever since fair play nice good stuff I've already got some questions coming in from the chat, so I'll uh, I'll bring some of those in as well. Team mm -hmm. Myrmidon says, Dan, what's the best lesson you learnt in the infantry that you have used in airsoft? Also, it's a bayonet, not a sword. Oh, 
can you block them? Uh, can we block them? <laughs> that question? No, they're, they're good guys, actually. They, they were kind of, uh, they sent me a, one of their original patches. So, um, no, they're good guys. I would say the best lesson I learned in the infantry is it is called a sword. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we can't really use those in airsoft. So, um, <laughs> I suppose you could think... as it was rubber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do. It wouldn't be. The, it wouldn't yeah. quite be the same. I, I, no, I don't think it's quite the same. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I guess best lesson. I, th- I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, admin is obviously a good one because um, whether we're doing milsim events or even if it's just admin on a on just a normal game day, you know, like you've got kit. If you've got kit everywhere, you're going to lose it. And you know, back in the army, the, it means. You know, perhaps the mission isn't going to go quite as well, or somebody's going to get hurt in within airsoft and mills. It means it's going to cost you money. So when I talk to people about admin, I say, look, in in airsoft and mills, think about your pocket rather than you know getting all dramatic with like it's going to cost somebody's life because it's clearly not. So I would say just <laughs> good admin is you know is going to save you money over time. I think. Spot on that, mate. Fair play. Yeah. Like that. Uh, to find events, yeah. say I like this guy. Hashtag admin matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a question from Terry uh, Dan which battalion were you in I was in 4th uh, battalion the rifles which is now 4 uh, rangers so 4th battalion the rangers fair play good on you mate cool uh, right I've got a question so what's your main draw to airsoft then like what, what's your I guess preferred style of event um, and sort of thing that you like to take part in. I know you said you, you get into a lot of milsims, but obviously yeah. people don't generally tend to start doing milsims. They obviously start skirmishing and then, I guess, naturally progress. Yeah, I think it was the same for me as well, because although I've obviously got the background that I've got, I, I was still, as I suppose we were all introduced um, to Airsoft by somebody that's probably already in the hobby. Not many people sort of decide one day they're just going to take it up. I don't think. Maybe that's not the case. Um, and so my my journey into it was fairly was fairly similar, I imagine, to a lot of people. So um, it was. I mean, over here, skirmishing is quite literally skirmishing. So we we've only got one on this island anyway, one dedicated site. Um, and once you've been around it a few times, it's obviously you know it's fun, but it's the same. So we're quite lucky in the fact that there's quite a few kind of abandoned kind of buildings or complexes or just areas of countryside that we can actually um, arrange games or some of them are literally skirmishes where you'll rock up and see who's there for the day. Um, So I just got into that kind of play first, which was pretty casual. Um, And it was was good because just having come out of the army, I could sort of... um, wear what I wanted and and try what I wanted and all the rest of it um, and so although I did use a lot of kit that I shall we say uh, found on my way out of the army um, <laughs> I, I did um, I, just out the front gate as on my last strewn down the drive um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it that's right that's right um, I, I did I did kind of you know push the boat out a little bit and try things that, that I've that I wouldn't have been able to in the real world. But then actually I kind of gravitated back to using kit and equipment I was comfortable with um, while I was in. So that's kind of why I gravitated a little bit back towards Milsim. So even though if I do go to a skirmish game, I still kind of have a a kind of a Milsim sort of, uh, you know, style to my my own play, I guess. Mm -hmm. So do you find... find... um... So I was just going to say, as a follow-up, no, 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 do you no, find no. that it's it's uh, 
do you find skirmishes, I guess, frustrating from that perspective then in that, you know, when I know whenever we go to meal sims, it's like herding cats and like, you know, you'll, you'll find that everyone just runs off and we, we as a team end up just sort of like casually mm. running a patrol, I guess, almost like round the outside flank to sort of, you know, we, we run it's it a as nightmare. a nightmare. It's a fucking yeah. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you'll get to your yeah, patrol so to a location and it'll go... End of the game. You're like, what the fuck? I just fucking got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got uh, we've got one one side of the skirmish site, and the field. It's like the the site, if you want to call it that, is amazing. It's got a good uh, mix of CQB and open areas. But obviously, the people that go there, it, you can you can have all mill simmers or all speed soft, or usually a mix thereof. So, can be a little bit frustrating when your your style is not necessarily compatible with the other people that are there. Um, but I think really at the end of the day, like we all we all have our own styles, so you, you've kind of got to pay the price for that, you know. You, yeah, if you, if you pride, you know, racking up kills on the day and that's the most important thing for you, then all right, you, you might as well, um, you know, tailor your style to to the, the site that you're going to. But actually, mm. I think we all we all like to to put our own stamp on things. So you know, it can be frustrating, but then actually sometimes it's nice to to break the routine and you know, play a, a, di- a different style, or, you know, somewhat a different style. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, that kind of Yeah, Dan Brewer has asked, do you uh, prefer meal sims coming from a military background? Um, yes and yes and no. I mean, that it's hard to say prefer because I, I can't, here we can, I guess the, the sport is quite broad, so um, we can try a few different things. I mean, the milsims that we, the big milsims that we go to here, there's like there's two big ones a year, <clears> and then there's a bunch of slightly smaller ones. So by the time they roll around, you're really pumped for them. Um, and yeah, you obviously have a great time. But then I do like to to that that kind of skirmish play or do a lot of training with my team and stuff like that. So I, I do enjoy the milsims, but sometimes like if they're a really good one, I can be like. I can obviously like being back at work and like you can you can slip you know you know when you're tired you think like why am i i'm a, am i really staying up all night for, for i've paid I'm for this to stay up <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I would say yes but you know there's times when i think like oh just you know you, you're paying for this nowadays it, it's really the roles really have reversed hmm. so, I, I would say so yeah generally gen, generally speaking yes yeah, fair play, mate. Cool. Um, so what sort of kit? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go, no, no, you go were going to go. No, no. no I was go just going to say, what's what sort of <laughs> uh, what sort of kit do you prefer to run? Like, do you tend to gravitate more towards um, the kit that you um, served in? Um, obviously, you said that you may have found some stuff on the way out mm. accidentally, yeah. fell into your bag. Um, but sure. like, what's your preferred loadout at the moment? And I'm guessing, obviously, over there, it's a bit. You've got the heat to contend with as well, haven't you? Uh, compared to what it's like over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The heat definitely is a factor. Um, so you have to. It, it, this Sunday just gone. Actually, it's a real kind of toss up between like carrying enough water to to be functional and and not weighing yourself down too much. So you definitely have to have to have that on point. Um, but kit wise, so I got out just as things like Virtus um, were being issued. So obviously I wasn't going to get issued the new helmet and body armor because I was on my way out. Um, so when I had the opportunity to acquire some of that, um, I did. And 
so that's why you'll see me uh my preferred loadout would be the sort of issued um vertus uh plate carrier and helmet but obviously tailored to my own kind of style and then the kind of whole shooter's belt um revolution um again as i was transitioning out of the army that was really coming in we'd had shooters belts and molly belts for a while but um i personally hadn't used them that much so i found it's it's been a way to kind of try and keep current if that makes sense and just look at what <coughs> folks at work are still doing um and and talk to them and say like why are you doing this um you know why does that work for you and bounce ideas off, off of them which i find um which is, is a nice aspect to the hobby so at the moment if you look at my my average loadout it's fairly fairly accurate to what the british army infantry are using at the moment um obviously just tailored to my own you know specifications i guess and how have you found that um down with like the whole like you said you, you didn't really get much of a chance to use like a shooter's belt if you like per, like, per se like the actual mm. shooter's mm -hmm. belt itself as, as we see it today um how do you find that obviously using it out obviously only only obviously using it in airsoft uh, situations but do you find that that would have been yeah. a huge benefit to you when you was in compared to what you had like when you were serving sort of thing would that have been a set i think called cross i wish i had that back then or is it sort of I think like one so, of those yeah um well yes and no so like obviously shooters belts first line belts you know whatever you whatever you end up calling them they it's a kind of natural light roll evolution of webbing which i'm old enough that webbing was bread and butter for for my time while i was in um and i and i think it, it's all the 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 good things about webbing without having to carry all the stuff that might not always be useful all of the time um certainly for 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 kind of you know very kinetic um uh, games for nowadays so i think like we'd had molly even when like on my tour of afghan people were using like they were called molly belts back then which was essentially you know a, a, a first generation shooters belt i didn't personally use them because i didn't really need it for my role but i think yeah definitely i, I would have I, I would think that the shooters belt um is something that i, I would have used had i've been in as they were really coming into force and the way mine is set up now is like i say it's, it's kind of ideas that i've bounced off of friends from work and for my own needs so it's fairly accurate to to i'd like to think to what i would use was would i still be you know serving mm. no fair play man that's cool do you ever get to i guess mix it up so you obviously run a lot of kit that's fairly modern and the like do you ever do any kind of the more role play op four style events well, because uh, I don't normally, my me and my team don't normally get selected for those because they, we over here there'll be teams that really enjoy playing Op Four, whereas there'll be teams that don't as much because obviously if you spend a lot of money, um, you know, down a particular avenue, you don't really like getting told. Oh, by the way, for this event you've got to dress like this and buy this. So um, the times that I have done it, I've, I've got like chess rigs and, and stuff like that. So that the times. Um, that I have done it, I've definitely enjoyed it because it is that kind of, um, you know, it feels really odd to have been working, you know, with, let's just say, helmet and body armor for so long, you know, really, between Airsoft and, and uh, my time serving, it's from, well, it's like 15 years or something like that. So um, it's it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's interesting and it's it's nice to use, but in my, in my mind, I, I do just feel more comfortable in that kind of more realis, real, realism um, focus mode uh, but having said that what we're doing nowadays with because we've kind of got I've kind of got two teams I've got one like I say is more mi uh, milsim and one that's more airsoft 
So the line between those two teams was getting kind of blurred. So, and that's kind of why we developed the Milsim side because people were just naturally um, gravitating to the more Milsim side. So we've really scaled back the airsoft side and gone, look, let's just make it whatever you want. You know, no no rules, no no dress, you know, code or anything like that. Just just wear what you want, which is why you'll see me sort of wearing jeans or like the the flannel shirts and stuff like that and just just mixing things up a little bit because you can <clears throat> although you feel i feel comfortable in 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 helmet and body armor it can get a little bit stale over time um so i think it's good to keep it fresh and is that so from from what you just said there dan and obviously if you've got mm. a few of your videos on on your instagram and that is that like yeah. is that what you and your team running like the training days and things like that it looks like it's a sort of quarry backdrop or something like that where you're doing some like weapons drills and stuff like that it all seems quite cool yeah yeah, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it looks kind of like a big pit. I, we just call it the pit. And, and so in there, nice. we'll set up, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll set up um, uh, some targets. We've got some metal plates, which obviously get that pling-pling sound going, which everybody enjoys, um, yep. or paper targets. So we can actually analyze where their rounds are hitting and, you know, for zero in and all, all that sort of good you know realism side of life to try and bring them on. Because although obviously we want to enjoy what we're doing, people that join my team you know there is a there is a realism you know and a kind of that knowledge side of life that i can bring to it that um if i if i know something about that i'll do my best to to inform you on it and and develop you on it um and just make them feel like they're progressing really in 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 the hobby because you know because it is a kind of results driven um hobby or sport you know you either get the kill or you don't um you can have a really good game, get no kills, but you could have a really good game and want more. You know, it, it, every, everybody's different, but generally speaking, we try and train probably once a month or whenever things are a little bit sort of, there's not much going on. I say, right, well, let's just train. And what do you want to learn? Or things that I've picked up on in games or things that, some some things we do every single time, just dif- different weapons drills, every like transitions and pistol work and stuff like that, because it's what you're going to use in a game. Um, but then other times we'll do fire and manoeuvre or a um, little bit of like casualty stuff, partly for the milsims that we did, but also partly because it could save their life or, or somebody else's. So they might as well know it. Um, yeah, so for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So do you cover like, um, also obviously when you, when you say about your milsims, I mean, I don't know how they run sort of in Grand Canary. Are they like a full sort of like 24, 36 hour op or is there a break in, in between like a battle simmy type thing? Or is it you literally bash her up under the stars and or wherever you're at and... So do you sort of you sort of taken your team through some bits and bobs of like like you said about the admin earlier and things like that mm. or setting up a basher and like the, the, the whole DOS oh, bag, yeah. goodie bag aspect and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the the ones that we go to here is run by a club called E Milsim and they're really good. They're all civvies, but they're really good. Um, and so we've got one actually coming up end of this month. So it's thirty first, first and second. Uh, not wrong, sorry. Thirty uh, first of March, first and second of uh, April. So that will be from sort of uh, we rock up at about midday on the Friday, um, and we'll get time to set up. So we've got bashers and everything. So that my lot will will actually basher up. We'll get our own little um, section of the patrol base or whatever you want to call it, and we'll make that as close to a, a harbour as possible with the with the bashers and and things like that. Um, and then the event will start at about midnight and that will roll through pretty much until Sunday morning. Um, there'll be a little bit of a break on the Saturday, but it's it's fairly intense. And so when we started getting involved with those, I said, well, look, you know, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it, you know, right, so to speak. Um, mm, mm. So, yeah, some more ponchos were uh, were required. And, yeah, my for civvies, they can put a poncho up pretty 
you know, pretty pretty decently. Fair play, um, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it, it turns heads as well because like the the one of the the recent ones we did, you know, once my lot were done setting up, and actually because apart from a few extra bits and pieces, everything we carry in there, we carry on our backs. So, you know, as, as, as we would at work. Um, and so we're pretty much the first to get set up. So that we then started um, setting up the, the sentry positions. We was we had a chainsaw, was cutting down trees, setting up trip wires and, you know, building up the little kind of um, fortified stag positions. So actually, um, when time came for that, patrol harbour or patrol base to be attacked, it was, I wouldn't say it was easily repelled because not everybody knows why we do things the way we do them um but it was it wasn't too much of a you know too much of a challenge because the commander of that um of our sort of wider team comes came to me and said how how do we set this up how would you set it up which is a fairly you know fairly regular occurrence so it was a, a nice triangular harbor and, and yeah it was uh, it was it really turned heads really so um you know if we can do it right then then we'll do it away yeah absolutely mate. That that sounds awesome. that's cool I think we might take a trip to uh, where are you again? Grand Canaria. Yeah, that Grand Canaria. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. we might have, we might have to go over. <laughs> yeah, just, well, just well, nice well, air A massive budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bright, love. <laughs> this week there'll be a couple of people announcing that they're coming on the next one um, <clears> in the UK, um, and actually, the, you're more you know people that want to uh, attend email sim events over here can do the first one's free i mean they're, they're cheap anyway compared to the uk it's a whole weekend's meals in for 25 euros i mean you can't even play a day oh, game what yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah cheaper yeah. than a skirmish <laughs> over here cheaper than you, a skirmish in the uk i keep telling them that they need to bump their prices up but they're, they're no no they're no no first one's always free what's the crackdown with obviously getting your own riffs out there would is it just not worth the ball ache and just use some rentals out there yeah, correct. So what we're, I mean, what I'm, what I'm hoping to do, apart from the fact that the people that are coming are friends of mine anyway, it is a, a wider, it's a big content, you know, exercise anyway for everybody involved. Um, so I've said that don't even bother bringing them out. And a, a shop that's lo- uh, locally opened up fairly recently that I'm sort of a, uh, affiliated with, so to speak, um, they're going to be hopefully lending out some brand new weapons. So um, yeah. what I'm going to do is kind of as as that trip. Um, is planned and then evolves I'm hoping that I'm just going to make loads of notes about it so that let's say you guys wanted to come out actually the next time it happens I've got everything in place that people from the UK that want to come and try you know we've got like a list of accommodation or a list of people that are willing to lend out their uh, their riffs if the shop can't provide them or where to get this where to get that um, that sounds awesome you know, so hopefully, I'd, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to bring more players from the UK out here over time. So, um, so yeah, for 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 this one, certainly we're we're getting them lent out, and then um, as as it evolves, then then we'll see what happens. Perfect, mate. But I mean, is it yeah, literally a minefield to bring your own riffs out to Grand yeah, Canaria? Yeah, it, terrible. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like they're <clears> actually <throat> covered under a low-level firearms license over here. So, um, you don't have to have it but if you get nicked and you don't have this license then life can be made a little bit tricky for you so um it the the way the police over here would look at it is you was going to bring in a shotgun essentially that's the way they would look at it so it can be done but it's 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 tricky well there's a lot there's a lot of channels to go through to do it sort of yeah as it would right okay cool yeah that's fair enough mate that's fair enough a question from silly gilly he says uh what's the average temperature there 
Well, it, it varies. Let's just put it that way. So Gran Canaria is kind of like, um, you know, it's got lots of microclimates. So where I live right on the coast at the moment, um, I mean, I've got a jumper and I'm, I'm cold, but it's, um, it's 17 degrees, the, the computer's telling me. Um, but it's, it's, we're in winter at the moment, so it's a little bit windy, it's a little bit rainy, but then, you know, you know, uh, a mile away, it could be really warm, probably during the day at this time of year, t- mid twenties, something like that. Oh, I'd love um, to be. Summer, I'd love to be cold in mid twenties. <laughs> I know, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But certainly in the summer, you know, we we've rocked up to games and it's been forty degrees. Um, you know that 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 certainly happens. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So um, it's it's probably nine months of summer. Let's put, let's put it that way. What's the land like out there, Dan? For like for gaming, in is it is it is it? Because I, mean, I remember doing a few holidays out there, and you, they did like a jeep safari up around sort of like some canyony sort of areas and bits and bobs mm-hmm. like that. I mean, is that the sort of area that you guys get to play in and like sort, sort of like rolling, yes. sort of like rolling hills, or is it like quarried stone sort of valleys and stuff like that? It's it's a real mix. So the 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 island, the wider Canary Islands, um, are, are very different. <coughs> so if you go like Lanzarote or Fuerteventura, it's very kind of deserty and there's not much vegetation at all. Whereas um, Grand Canary and Tenerife, it's really varied. So here we could play um, in a kind of, let's just call it a desert environment, or it could be a dense forest, or it could be very mountainous. So a lot of these milsims take place in the interior of the island, where it is um, very mountainous, very wooded. And actually the temperature up there can, I think they're forecast like highs of 17 or 16, something like that for that event. So they're all already, you know, buying thermals and, you know, all sorts of uh, bits and pieces like that. But, um, you know, it's very, very varied. And that microclimate, you can have, you could have rain and sun and wind all all in one day, uh, all in one game. Mm. Yeah, no, fair play. I mean, it sounds like the perfect place to have a Milsim. I mean, you've got no, you've got no. all those you've got all those environments. Um, I, I just imagine Grand Canary is an island, and it's just like sectors of oh, this is woodland milsim, this is mm. this is quarry milsim, you know, this is desert milsim. Just like wow, this That's is right. so where do it, I go it, today? It's quite round, so um, whatever's around the coast is generally a bit more um, deserty, um, and then within the interior of the island, it's it's more mountainous and 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 more wooded. But then in between that is kind of a bit of a mix. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, deserty, but with a mix of scrubland. So it's, it is really varied. Yeah, you, you could play on the same kind of um, sites or fields, whatever you want to call them, uh, for mm. a couple of weeks running. And then you, you could have a, you, or you could have something completely different every single week. Yeah. That's really yeah. varied. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Right, Very um, cool. So with the kit wise, for like, obviously we've spoken about yours. What's obviously over here, it's mm. US. US and Brit multicam. That's what everyone seems to wear. Sure. Um, what's it like over there? Do you find that more players over there, especially some of the Spanish players, do they stick with their own nationality sort of kit or have they gone down the same sort of route in regards to US multicam? Yeah, it's pretty American, certainly for the for this very serious, uh, like I'd call them reenactment teams. And there's some fantastic mm-hmm. teams here that have gone to to real lengths that you would not be able to spot the difference in a lineup um and that is predominantly american although there's there's a very good polish team i say polish like they're reenacting a polish team um there's a french foreign legion one um but i'd say predominantly american we're the only ones (coughs) that are doing 
no, that's that's not true actually. I think there's there's a team that's kind of took a break but it's come back and they do Royal Marines and then but we're the only team that are doing kind of like British Army Milsim quite um uh I don't know, quite fiercely I would I would say perhaps. But mm-hmm. um there's a few Spanish. There's a there's a new uh, uh, there's a new team that's come up uh, very recently. They're they're like uh, doing like a Spanish special operation. I mean they're all special, that's the thing. Everybody is special. I don't know if it's like that in the in the UK. Um everybody's <laughs> yeah. special i'd really love to see like just a regular line infantry unit just represented like i think that would be um quite different to see that's, but, yeah. um, that's one thing yeah. you do get a lot of milsons in it literally everyone just turns up as if it's 2-2 or having a huge that's reunion right. that's right or something like <laughs> so that or something. Say, it's just like where's the regulars <laughs> yeah exactly i'd say at least 60 percent american and then yeah, perhaps the rest, maybe even more, probably maybe even seventy percent American, I'd say. But right. you know, it's what people like, and you know. exactly, it's personal choice. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, mate, that's what it's makes it good. Choice. You know, you can you just crack on and do what you do. Yeah, that's right. Like. But multicam, like the logistics like the, core or something like that. <laughs> yeah, an ROC thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, but multicam here is is the camouflage. Like it, it can't be beaten here because, as I said, uh, the terrain is so varied. But it, and even especially on this island where it is deserty there will be scrubland so multicam it's hard not to wear it because it, it just works have you rocked uh, the desert dpm at all out there i that's my my favorite cam ever and i won't be um i, I won't have my mind changed on that so i, I do wear that where it where appropriate um although i would i'd like to wear it everywhere um but <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm currently using probably a mix of of mtp and uh, just like normal uh, cry multicam that um i think works you know and sometimes i'll mix it up and it might be multicam and dpm um which again is just to just to vary a little bit Fair play. there's a guy who does our memes for us we, we if we cock up there's usually a meme within about 10 minutes of whatever one of us our three have done and uh, mark and he's a huge <laughs> yeah. fan of the of the desert dpm oh, so yeah, he's, desert, i think his loadouts yeah. currently uh full desert the oh, there we go go on yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah, alone in there right. at all, mate. No, I must admit that's uh, yeah no, one of my favourites no, as well. I think so. every everyone has a soft spot. The trouble is you just can't wear it over here because you just well where you is could, it? Just, yeah, you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen stormtroopers run around to play airsoft. I think you can definitely yeah, wear yeah. this. Yeah. I remember being at a skirmish day and I laid down next to Deadpool, so I don't think it fucking matters. What <laughs> <laughs> there's a DPM on? <laughs> yeah, smashing red tights you've got on there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Um, question from Dan uh, Brewer, Daniel Brewer. Is there a big airsoft Milsim community out there then? Yes, it's massive. For the size of the island, which I think um, I think there's about, I think it's 2 million people that live in the Canaries as a whole. I don't know what the population of Grand Canaria is off the top of my head, but it's massive. So I'd say on any given, to quote the film, on any given Sunday, there's... Um, there's the main site and then i'd say there's at least another four or five kind of pop-up skirmish sites active at the same time uh with probably 30 or 40 people in each of those and the um main site will probably have 80 or 90 people or probably more run through it throughout the day um and i'd say like for this it's probably the island's not even as big as like greater london and there's at least half a dozen dedicated shops with a bunch of other stores um selling uh, airsoft kit and equipment so it's it's massive that's yeah, impressive in Spain as a whole. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and that's and that's one island out of seven um and 
it's it's popular i i would say at least on on the four main ones uh, the three sort of slightly smaller ones i'm not quite sure of but it's certainly played on Lanzarote, Fuerteventura, Tenerife and Gran Canaria um, quite quite widely. Have you considered uh, developing an island team and taking on the other islands? Not like pirates or anything. I'm not saying you should go up <laughs> yeah, on a galleon yeah. and <laughs> storm, <laughs> storm the beaches of Fuerteventura. <laughs> yeah. Slinging um, BBs everywhere. <laughs> so certainly like Tenerife is the other big, I'd say like the big island in terms of population and size. Um, and they've got more, they've got three sites over there. So we want to kind of organise like a, either a day or a weekend trip over there for, to, to just kind of go around the, the, the sites there. Um, people do organise kind of there are there are some kind of like task forces that are made up of different milsim teams um, that meet up on different islands throughout the year to do like training or, or events. Um, but within Emilsim this year, we're going to at least Fuerteventura and Tenerife on on a on a milsim. So that you do get to go to other islands for for events, sure. That's cool. And what's the, so? I'm guessing that's obviously that's just an internal travel sort of thing, isn't it? Island to island with regards yeah, to like your riffs and stuff. Perfect. All right, wicked. Well, well. So that license I mentioned earlier, that is largely for transporting them. Um, right. So, but again, like going through the rigmarole of it, and that's every time you buy a riff. So every time you swap riffs or buy a new one and want to get it added to your license, you have to essentially apply for the license again. So I did it once, and touch wood, I've not been, you know, I've not been caught, um, you know caught so to speak uh I, ju- I just think you know the crime is getting caught so you know mm. as long as the uh spanish police aren't listening to this i should be fine no, you'll be right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good chance of that. Yeah. But no, just in the back of a car and on the Sergey from span, spanpolice.com and we'll start asking, where do you live? They're outside. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> bring it yeah. yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, oh no, could you imagine? This is when you end up, you swatted yourself, haven't you? That's exactly, yeah. Stop, yeah. yeah. We'll get nicked, it, next, nicked next time, then I'll know. That's it, yeah. One of you three's talking. Was it the key to the city just going through the front? door now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fair play mate that's cool so um well one question we generally tend to sort of bring up time and time again when we've got um sort of current serving and ex-serving um sort of people on on the show is obviously airsoft has a bit of a reputation uh for uh water mitties and sort of being disrespectful and people wearing kit that maybe they shouldn't be wearing and the like well what's your sort of <clears throat> viewpoint on that um, I think anybody that's recently bought a DPM smock should probably return it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think. Listen, I think. Um, I, I got think a copy. It's, of, it's, I got a copy of Soldier yeah, with it. I couldn't turn it down. All right. <laughs> that's the only reason I brought the bloody jacket. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's just a, it's a respect thing, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, let's let's say you're um, either reenacting or, or representing a particular unit. You're doing it because you like them, you admire them, or you aspire to be them. Whatever, you, however you want to um, uh, term it. So I think as long as you're doing it with respect, then it's okay. If you want to, you know. Uh, dress up with your, you, you know, put, your, put on your 2-2 your two, two beret to go down Tesco's and tell them you were the first man on the balcony, then yeah, you're doing something wrong. But if you're going to, if you're going to wear the odd um, flash or badge or, or whatever that's, you know, from from a unit that's, you know, currently active, then just do it with respect. And I, and I don't think, you know, 
imitation is you know is a form of flattery so i think as long as it's done right then then it's okay you know as soon as things aren't done with that respect then perhaps you should be having a little bit of a rethink of of what you're doing and why you're doing it that way perhaps i don't know Mm. so yeah yeah. i just think it's uh it, it, it it also it depends doesn't it because the way i see it would could be very difficult to the way uh, different to the way somebody else sees it so it's a it's quite a tricky um question to answer but also that's just the way i look at it i guess no that's fair enough mike no absolutely yeah couldn't agree more with that it's like you say it's a I fine know, I line i um i had to do well we did a uh a, a sort of a murder mystery thing at my sister's and uh i was given the role of being a, a some sort of commander or, or captain or, or soldier, mm. some sort of general general soldier thing that was quite highly ranked so i went down to the local surplus store and i was like look i need i want i really want to like commit to this because i love dressing mm. up and stuff like that <laughs> and i was like what's the most least offensive stuff that i can wear <laughs> and i think i ended up with like a reamy badge cat badge on and stuff like that and it's like like you know avidly making sure that it was you know fully fully understood that this was this was purely just a costume yeah but, um yeah, yeah, this is it. It's, you know, you you you're not doing it to to masquerade, like I say, down down the shops or down the pub as a Remy craftsman. You're doing it as part of an event. Then yeah, crack on. Yeah, then why why shouldn't you? Again, as long as it's done, I think with respect. Then then go for it. Mm. I mean, that's always sort of been my sort of thoughts on it. Is um, obviously I've never served or anything like that, but I'm, I'm, my thinking was behind the whole watering water mitty thing and all that is um, mm. it's the whole wearing the medals and stuff like that and going to I mean there's got to be somebody there's got to be something seriously amiss upstairs Mm. for someone to go to a parade or something like that and sort of think that they were when they weren't and stuff like that do you know what I mean that's that's, to me that's sort of like showing a massive amount of disrespect from, yeah, massively. Like, because, like you say, wearing it, a beret and stuff like that to a to a Remembrance Day or something, and you weren't even. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and and we see them a mile away. Like it's so easy to spot them, and they will crumble under the least, uh, like just the, the mildest of question questioning. Um, so, you know, why set yourself up for failure like that? Especially like you say, Lance, like going to a Remembrance Day parade where there are going to mm. be. It's just amazing. The, the videos yeah. you see on YouTube of people have been caught out, and you think, "Fuck! Why the fucking hell do you do it? Mm. You're obviously going to get found out. It's it's ridiculous. You know, it just oh, just yeah, yeah. It balls my blood. It really does." Team right. didn't put their MP cap badge. Those dudes don't have any friends. You can no, wear no, that no. all day long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. military police, just go for it. Yeah, just. That's what it'd be. Now, next event be military police against op four. Or they could be op four. That's an interesting one. As you want with them. I've never thought about that, but would you be done for impersonating a police officer if you went out dressed as an MP? Right. They're, they're not real police. Let's just get that straight. They, <laughs> yeah. They're not real police. <laughs> and even within the military, they can't act like. They're not even like they police the military as the regular police police the rest of the country so you know it, it's and that they are don't get me wrong that on on tours they do actually have a really important role especially on like uh like afghan and stuff like that we we had them with us quite often and they actually bring something to the table but in camp they're just hated like they, they just make life difficult and and then they can't even back it up anyway when when they want to just, just shocking 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've touched the nerve. Let's move on. Yeah, there was a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's who? Who? Yeah, any, anyone that's, that's served will, will, that will have uh, sort of had a run-in with them, you know, to a greater or lesser extent. Yeah. yeah. I always imagine just like think, soldiers getting Terry frog might. marched out of a nightclub <laughs> or something like that by a band of military police. You tend to see it in the movies, isn't it? Like you see, like, especially like in America, the old American films, you get the, the American military police with a white band on their arms marching dudes out of bars that are all shit-faced and that, you know, is that sort of thing that goes on? <laughs> I think maybe, like, back in, like, Germany in the Cold War and stuff like that, they, they probably had a bigger role with that kind of thing, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to do anything of the sort nowadays, um, which is uh, probably a good thing, actually, for, for your Friday and Saturday nights. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair play. <laughs> Uh, just going through the I chat, there's a few very sort of few comments. So Team Myrmidon says Desert DPM is life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kenny says I find sure. that teams are generally more cohesive in mill sims in comparison to skirmishes. Yeah, hundred uh, percent agree. Team Team Myrmidon said, uh, "Mate, we pretended to be militant bakers at a mill sim. It was mint." <laughs> <laughs> militant <So>. bakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got to enjoy what you do. You got to have a laugh with it, haven't you? And that's what makes the events, isn't it? It's, it's, it's how much you throw into it yourself as well. You know what I mean? Like, I know you can you can be standoffish, especially if it's like your first or sort of second event. But the more you throw yourself yeah. into it and sort of get involved and put yourself out there, yeah. right, the more you you're only going to get good things out of it. You really are brilliant. Yeah, yeah I think the, the more the more you know, like you said there, you, you get out of it what you put in, and mm. uh, it's it's quite normal for a, a new team or or new uh, members of a team to to be. Uh, I'm not going to use the word intimidated, but to to feel perhaps that they can't um, get amongst it as much as they would like. But I do definitely think that that's part of the process. Like you're always going to feel a bit nervous um, doing anything for the first, second, third time, especially where there's people that have been doing it for a lot longer or a lot better or however oh, you want to, you know, grade that. So you know, just just understand as well that that's natural, and and over time you you you're either going to have fun and do want to do it again or decide that's not for you and, and 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 move on to something else i remember our first um our first team sort of proper milsim at an actual an actual designated area was at longmore i mean i mean it was just turned up there i was just like oh fucking hell look at all these dudes i was just like oh dear oh i think i've bitten off more than i can chew <laughs> but it turned out it was brilliant you know you've got you've got big mike from legion um, it just makes you feel welcome, you know. What I mean, he's just a big yeah, cuddly yeah. bear, and we love him. Um, and obviously, all these guys that work with him as well, all the, all his staff and that there. Um, and it's like I said, any problems you ever had, it was a case of just mm-hmm. like going up to him, ask a question, you'll get a sensible answer. You might get laughed at to start with, but yeah, other than that, it's all good. Um, yeah. But yeah, you just made to feel welcome. And, I, and I've not found any Milsom event I've been to. Like I, I can only speak for the UK. Um, where you haven't been made to feel welcome, really. You know, a lot of the mm. event staff and have been spot on on that from from an awful lot of the events that I've been to. So, yeah, it's a good little community, I think. Uh, I think it's misunderstood community. I think the elitism sort of dying out now, which is good compared to... Well, I'm, I've like only played ago. twice in the UK or three times, if you want to include AI500 as, as two different days. Um, no, and, and I yeah. was... <laughs> That's not a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um... And so really for me, that, my earpiece come out. That was uh, that was an interesting event. Um, interesting. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't Which enjoy one it. of those I mean, was like, it, Dan? Uh, oh, here we go. Mike flies the flag for AI five hundred. No, no, no. I'm just no. I'm, 
Trust me, I'm not. I'm just wondering which AI it was. It was the last one gone, the one that was right, in. Right, okay. No, yeah. fair enough. Now said. Yeah. No, but either, like, having said that, like at the end of the day, like I, the way I would sum that up was I think the leading up to it, everything was super professional and, and the way the, the team captains, they did like their live streams and it felt really good. And, and I'd say like the event staff and the and the team captains were all over it. It was just personally, and with all due respect to the to them, perhaps the event venue was a bit too small for the amount of people that were there. And um, the, I guess, the unique nature of playing in that kind of environment meant that there was a lot of grey areas that, you know, needed repeat clarifications on because people were taking, the players were taking the mick out of it. So I think like for their, for their, the, the, the effort they put in, it's a 10 out of 10. It's just perhaps just a, a, a few different factors, you know, were, were fighting against them on, on over the weekend. Um, mm. But for me, it was it was like playing for the first time because over here it's uh, there's, there's no zero distance, uh, hardly any zero distance play allowed. So um, being able to, to to play in that really closed environment, literally, you know, with no with no thoughts on safety distance, it was really kind of liberating. So I still enjoyed it massively, and being able to speak in English, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> at an event was was refreshing um and <laughs> you had to communicate with people you know i mean i speak spanish but it's it, it's, it was completely different for me so um did you speak spanish to it. start I mean, with and then go like oh sorry <laughs> I, I think i slipped into it uh here and there certainly in the heat of the moment um just out of habit. and then uh, and then the last time was uh well, january now just gone uh south coast airsoft after the uh jbg cqb event and that was that was interesting down there as well and that was that was a really good day and yeah you know it's 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 just it's just about um getting a feel for the uk scene um because obviously so far it's only been through social media that i've been able to interact with it so getting a couple of events under my belt over in the uk has been has been really interesting regardless of the quality of them so to speak um it was just no fair play that's done. cool so going back there dan what you just said then so have you got a, you've have you got a a, a, a limit on your engagement distance like you said zero engagement distance over here which is fine you know have at it sure. obviously out in the canary islands you've got there is a limit of how close you can get regardless of oh, what yeah. you're using oh, okay. well, well, so, explain that mate yeah so within uh you know milsim over here it's it's a five meters for pistol i oh, no, wrong sorry zero meters for pistol five meters for assault rifle and then i'm a little bit rusty on the others because i don't i don't particularly run them but I'll, i want to hazard a guess at say 20 meters for snipers and dmrs and probably something similar for for lmgs but in actual regular airsoft so if we was to go to the site over here it's 10 meters for uh just assault rifle so the bang brawl is you can clear whole rooms by just going bang 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 which oh blimey for me is not you know is, is not great but you know it, that's that's the way they have to run it um that's the way and is that a law so, is that an actual like an actual law or is that just the club's decision to do that at that particular site or is it for insurances or i would say at the site it's probably for insurance because it's um it's really big with tourists and it's really big um uh, for rentals so i think they have to be quite careful about insurance but so so for the milsim club they kind of um play you know play a little bit faster and looser with that so it's um, like I say, it's zero for pistol and, and five for 
for assault rifle, which I would imagine is probably in line with the kind of the overall Spanish way of, or style of playing. So it's actually literally the, this Sunday gone was zero, and that's the first time I have played zero distance in uh, Spain in in the five six years that I've been playing, and and that was that was great, you know. Fair play, was cool. really good. So what your like? Do you have FPS limits and stuff over there like we do over here? So um, like obviously your snipers and your DMRs and things. Limited and so is your assault rifles. Is that similar to set up over there or? So it's three fifty for assault rifles, which I think is the same. Yeah, same I over here. Same yeah. Yeah. I think it's is it three fifty or three twenty here, but the three fifty is the sort of the the, the yeah. upper limit of what we can have. I think that's the. Oh, yeah. I think but it works the, out. At, yeah, it's it's one point three joules, isn't it? Which yeah, is it's all based on joules. So. Yeah, a lot of places over here are going yeah. to joules now rather than the, the yeah. FPS. Yeah, we're, we're starting. So the, the site here they run on joules. I think it's one point. Yeah, 1.11 or 12 or something like that, 1.13. Mm -hmm. um, I think Jules is probably better because obviously it's not it's not as uh, as variable um, across the different platforms and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's largely in line. It's not like playing in Estonia or, or where it's like 400 FPS, 500 FPS on an assault rifle. Like it's um, it's fairly fairly uh, fairly standard with the UK, I think. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's South Africa that has no no sort of FPS. South Africa at all. don't give a fuck, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's no. just like yeah, six million. Just FPS shoot, just shoot till they cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't even need a BB gun. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just crack on. Um, to find events, have said Dan that you need to get yourself over to one of their events, and you'll never want to go back to finger banging one another again. <laughs> uh, listen, if it, I, I'm very, very keen to to get over, you know, two, three times a year um, to to the UK. So for the for the right events, then then yeah. So yeah, send send me a send me a DM on Instagram, uh, define, and you know if I can make it happen, I'll, I'll I'll be more than happy to. Yeah, for sure. Happy days. That sounds good. Yeah, sure. cool. Just free um, next month, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've only just come back, so I don't think uh, I, don't think I want to push my luck too much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just um, what? Well, just while we were talking about AI, I don't know if anyone's seen that they've got their new site sorted out for their next game, which is the abandoned shopping centre in Wales. Um, it's been on quite a few TV shows, and there was a, there was a TV series a while ago that was like a zombie-based one. It's not abandoned, Mike. It's, it's just in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no need for that. Come on. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, it just looks interesting. Um, anyway, Les says, uh, with us having a Yukara over here, how does it work over there for purchasing? Uh, so I will answer that with a question. I, I know what Yukara is, but what what do you have to do with regards to purchasing? Talk me through it and I'll tell you how it's different. So, Yukara, you have to attend... Oh, this is a... Is it three no. games in within three it's months? Three games it? not within three months. No, it's oh, it's three games over, over three months. Three means. So you have to pay three games. <laughs> three different three answers games. from three different people <laughs> past three months. over three months. All apparently experts. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> um, but basically, all you have to do is you have to prove that you are so you don't actually need a yukari you can actually have a site membership you just have to prove to the shop that you are a uh, an airsoft a regular player um, basically isn't a it? regular yeah, player yeah. so you can't just go in and just go oh yeah i've looked at a youtube video and now i want a, a realistic weapon 
Um, so, so what is, what is that to, to, to kind of police then? Is that is that with the like the orange fl flash eliminator on the end of it and stuff like no, that? No, so we don't have I to think stick it's just to that. To, so we have a I two. I think it's time. more to stop. Yeah. Just someone going into a shop and buying a, a real imitation firearm. Just oh, okay. any Joe yeah. Boggs. I mean, obviously, this is that, that's the, that's what they're trying. That's in theory. You know, it's it's the Cerner shop can type it in and make sure that you've been registered to a site. They type the your car number in. It's more for the retailer yeah, than so, it is for the, so the, the way player it works itself. Here, then, is if you want to rock up tomorrow to Airsoft Canaries, which is the which is one of the shops, and walk out with what, whatever you want, you can do that. And um, as long to go and play at the sites, well, then you'd you'd obviously have to um, be in line with whatever their FPS limit is. And then, as I went like what I said earlier about the the kind of uh, low level firearms license, that's largely to do with um, transporting, <clears throat> but actually. You know, the police do occasionally rock up if there's been a lot of noise in an abandoned area or something like that, or there's lots of houses nearby and the neighbours are fed up on a Sunday morning. Then they 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 can and have called the police. But as long as you're, you know, largely being respectful and 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 not taking the mic, the police aren't. You know, they're not going to nick everybody. I mean, they you know people have had rifts confiscated or fines issued, but um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it can be a little bit variable on that front, but certainly with regards to buying them, you buy whatever you want and, and away you go. It kind of, I guess that's what you any... can do with it is the, is the, yeah. is the issue. So you don't have any like two tone cool. rules or anything like that because no, that's what God, the car no. does, basically, doesn't it? it yeah, you can you do that. One, you, you can buy yeah. a weapon, but it's got to be t like, a bright colour. Is it thirty five or forty percent or is it fifty percent it's gotta be I think it's a bright colour. I quite enjoy that the, the chat is also full of people that are coming up with different answers. So I have actually just Googled it straight from the Yukara website and it says that you must do a minimum of three games uh, over the minimum of two months. So the third oh. game has to be fifty six oh, days or more it. after your first game. Um and so once you've got this, you can then go and buy a non-two-tone weapon. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's correct. But if you've got because a shotgun or firearms license, yeah, it yeah. don't work. If you've got a shotgun or a firearms license, you still can't buy a non-two-tone oh. weapon. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Because it's not yeah. a defence that you're an airsofter, even though Fine. you could go out and. It's like my mate Dan. Obviously, he's got a shotgun license, but because his car has run out, he couldn't go and buy a, a, an imitation toy gun because. He hasn't got. He hasn't got a Yukara. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I get it. You know, the, some of them are so realistic. Just and and again, like you know, people that aren't clued up on them would not know the difference. Um, no, and no, definitely. That no, exactly. Used for all sorts of you know dodgy, um, you know. And this uh, is the thing: is you're never going to stop idiots using them in a stupid way. You know, you're not going to stop right. having that Yukara. Yeah. You're not because right. they will get hold of them somehow. You know, Christ, they can get hold of real. Let's be honest. One. You can go oh, buy a two-tone one and spray it up if you needed to. Do you know like, what I mean? I mean, I'm not advocating that, but like, sure. well, it's, it's not going to take you much time, time is it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to stop stupid, are you? You know, stupid will always be there. No, so, no, no. That's, that's, um, that's long uh, as that's long as stupid true. doesn't hurt other people. It's the main thing. But also, Yukara isn't actually a legal thing. It's only something that's been made up by a handful of shops, from what I understand. The Yukarians. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all it's all about making yeah, money. It all, it all kicked out of the Violent Crime <laughs> Reduction Act, basically. The, the, the act requires you to have a defence, and the Yukara system was set up as a simple database that you know they could register players on, and it allows you to prove that defence nationally. Mm. Um, I mean, when, I mean, when you Yukasa, buy a, a, a riff one. here, um, 
um, they'll, 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 you have to, you have to give over an ID. They'll take a copy of your ID, and apparently that does get kind of sent across to the police. And so the police will have a, a big database somewhere or a, a drawer in a filing cabinet where they could say, you know, Lance <laughs> owns X, Y, and Z, or Andy owns X, Y, and Z. And then, so with the Emilson events, we have to provide serial numbers and stuff like that, which I, I think that is to do with like, I think uh, theft is one thing. And also, um, uh, you know, if any of them, well, theft, if any of them go missing and then are found to have been used in a crime, you can go, well, hold up. That's, you know, registered to me, uh, or at least it was registered registered to me on this event where it went missing, that sort of thing. So, right, yeah. It's not sort of like the Wild West, but there's certainly different different rules. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Seems easier. Question from <laughs> Alex Hillary. Easier. What's the pyro like over there? So, pyro... It goes bang. It goes bang. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, they, it's a bit of a mixed bag. So, there are, um, like, blank firing grenades as such. So, like, you know, grenades that hold a little nine mil blank charge um but then i've tried to talk the the shops into like stopping the quake eights and they're like oh we can't do that we, we we're, we're not allowed that i said well it's less it's less of a bang than uh the the, the nine mil ones are um so uh, you know i've got some like enola gay smoke um that is uh is legal over here and there's some that's not quite as legal that is a little bit more of a, of a, you know, a little bit more of a, a difficult one to answer because it could also depend on the day. You could rock up to the same skirmish site, somebody could throw a, a nine mil blank grenade into a room, and people will come out, you know, rightly or wrongly complaining and so right, we're not using those for the rest of the day. There's no kind of blanket, blanket mm -hmm. rule. I use like the thunder grenades, um, the CO2 ones, so um, they're kind of a middle ground, I guess. Um, you know, and 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 legal so um yeah a little bit of a mixed bag to be honest but um not i wouldn't say what i would say is pyro is not used nearly as much as it is in the uk from what i've seen all right do you obviously <laughs> yeah. do you have to um obviously with the heat and stuff and mm. like the the shop and i've seen some of the the undergrowth and some do you have to be really mindful of where you're throwing it and things like that you can't just throw it yeah. and run and just keep going you've got to, yeah do you, do you guys have to wait until it fully burns out or keep an eye on it sort of thing so we certainly on this island we can have and do have very bad forest fires and and mm. they can be set up set off from something like a like a dog end or by somebody maliciously setting them off obviously so i think that's why pyro over here is just not part of the culture the way it is in the uk so mm -hmm. um you know uh, smoke is becoming a little bit more widely used um but even then you have to be careful where you throw it and for that day if we're in a really uh, especially <clears throat> in the heat of summer it could be like a forested area but it's just so dry that it, it's just not worth you know it's the risk, certainly yeah. not worth the risk so it that's the, the like the, the the kind of gas grenades the chimera grenades they're very popular thunder and then i think the blank firing ones are popular because there isn't the actual ignition there is there it's just that bang and it's contained within the, yeah, yeah. the grenade shell so i think um yeah i think that's probably why pyro is not just ingrained in the culture here Mm -hmm. Something I don't think has been asked yet. What what sort of um, kit do you run in terms of rifles and pistols and bits and pieces like that? 
So it was my birthday this week, so I got uh, a new 460 oh, from Spectre. Thank you. Um, so don't have a sound for me, for that. brand <laughs> brand wise. <laughs> I would there, you say, go. there you go. <laughs> birthday fanfare. Uh, I would say brand wise for rifles, Spectre is is my go to brand because it's I think it's good value for money on the kind of mid to mid high end, if you want to look call it that. Um, and, but because I you know, I wreck stuff and I just, I don't want to spend, you know, uh, eight, nine hundred thousand euros on something that I'm going to trip over with or scratch up. So I, I tend to go for Spetna to, to, to a bit of a middle ground. Um, and then pistol wise, um, I'm using, I've got a, a Umarex Glock 19 and I've got a Secutor Glock 17, which is CO2. For pistols, I do like CO2 for sure for that extra bit of, um, realism. Definitely um, nice. Yeah, those Umarex yeah. ones are nice. Yeah, uh, the the Umarex one, like I was, I'd never had anything off of them before, and and I was really pleasantly surprised. Like the build quality on it is really good, and and just straight out of the box. Like I've not done anything to it, um, and I and I don't think I will. Um, the the Secutor one has had a few bits done to it, um, so you know the other one it. it it performs or probably almost as well as the secutor that's probably had another hundred euros spent on it so you know I, I won't be doing anything to that one what's the pricing like out there are you saying about 100 pounds 100 euros so i spent on your on your on your secutor block what's the um what's sort of the pricing for sort of like parts and materials and bits and bobs out there for your for your riffs and that mate um yeah so for me I, the, it's quite kind of a hard one to answer because i've never bought anything in the uk riff wise um oh, of course yeah so it's, it's yeah. probably a little bit um it's probably a bit of a tricky one for me to answer, but that that Spectre um, 416, I think it's H H series or whatever you know that kind of um, level is. That was 365 euros, which is about 300 and you know 40 350 pounds at the moment. Mm. It's not um, too dissimilar, so, then, really. I mean, there isn't a great deal no, of difference in the value, is there at the moment? So no, Christ, no, it's nearly one for one. So I, I think it's largely on point, but things like. Um, things like ammo and stuff like that i think is a little bit cheaper i think mm. off the top of my head so do you guys have to use bios talking of ammo like or is that are you still just slinging plastic or are they moving you... more towards bio the trouble is because they're most of the sites are these kind of like skirmish sites out in the in the wilderness so to speak really it, it's up to your own kind of eco conscience whether you want to use bio or not i i i do use them more often than not um, if it's a slightly more built-up area, then I'm more comfortable using the plastic because you know it is just that it's a built-up area. Um, but certainly for the events where um, we're out in the countryside here, I just think for the slight, very slight loss in performance, I just prefer to use bio. Um, some events might specify it, but then are they going to go and check everybody's ammo? Probably not. Um, so. You know, it's just down to your own sort of personal choice, and and yeah. So in the UK, do you have to use bio then? No, all sites you do. I think I think a few sites are, are, are turning that way. I mean, I, I personally mm. only use bio BBs, but I I, mm. I do a lot of games at um a, a private site, um, and that's part of the stipulation is to, you know, I, you know, don't mind you using the land, uh, but only mm. bio BBs are to be used on there. Yeah. You know, which is which is fair yeah. enough, and I'm not I'm it's not going to disrespect that because it's I'm getting to use a, a a lovely bit of land. Well, hundred acres yeah. of it for 
for doing essentially sort of what I want with regards to airsoft. So yeah, I'm quite lucky. In that it's ironic, well. really, because the bio BBs probably aren't actually that much better. Like from what I've been reading up on them recently, it's it's mad that we're in 2023 and we can't mm. come up with a new technology to come up with a good little six millimeter plastic ball. It, it's bonkers sure. that we can't find something that will actually properly biodegrade or mm. is edible or something like that. Maybe. Mm. Um, that's right. That's right. Well, why not? So we, you know, it doesn't. It's, it's just like cornstarch. Most yeah. of the bios are made of cornstarch and something else, but it just takes some donkeys to break down. You know. Yeah, with certain conditions and things as well, I think it, it, it causes an issue on that front. But mm. yeah. probably with the heat over here, they. I don't know. I'm, I'm no expert on anything, anything bio, but I would imagine they probably break down a little bit quicker. I'd like to think mm. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Dale says go buy them and get your free Greta patch today. <laughs> God, that's it. <laughs> Greta peddling her own patch. BBs now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Team Myrmidon says, Dan, favourite bit of load bearing uh, ever used? Ever used? Okay. Um, I had some webbing <laughs> from uh, Dragon Supplies that cost me. Um, was it Dragon Supplies? Might have been Dragon. I don't know. I had a set of webbing that cost me about four hundred quid once. Um, yeah, and that that was yeah, that was good. Um, that was very good. And stupidly, I sold it. Uh, one of the very few things I did get rid of before I left. Um, and then I was like, ah, I probably should have kept hold of that. But to be fair, as that kind of I touched on earlier, webbing here, yeah, okay, on a milsim. If you're going to live out of it, yeah, go for it all day long. But then I just for myself, I I, I probably wouldn't a fan of lugging the extra bits and pieces around but i do get that's that's you know that's the primary use of it is to live out of it at the end of the day so um for a milsim then then you know a good set of webbing yeah go for it otherwise like other brands i like i really like warrior kit i realize over the far, the past few years certainly within the army warriors not quite as um uh on on quite so much as a, ped, a pedestal as it used to be but some of their stuff is still really good for the price um and you know, I, I just think, especially for this where it's going to get wrecked, then something mid to high range is, is probably best. So things like the um, like the the shooters belts from from Warrior are really good for you know, and, I, and mine's quite a fully decked out shooters belt, and that just stays in place. It doesn't need a yoke or anything like that. So for low bearing, um, yeah, around the waist is still is still a good place to go. Yeah, fair play. I do love uh, a set of webbing. Do love a set of webbing. <laughs> Two <laughs> questions came in, uh, both from JBG Airsoft. So JBG says, "Who are JBG?" With the eyes, I'm assuming you'd know who they are. Uh, and they also <laughs> said, "Will you be selling your Talon Day sack to me?" <laughs> right, JBG. JBG is Johnny Big Gun, right? And they Johnny are Big a, Gun. Johnny Big Gun. They're a they're a team uh, of kind of ex-serving, uh, ex and still serving riflemen, so all from from the rifles like I was. Um, and they are a top, top bunch of lads. And yeah, they are really going places in the UK scene. So keep an eye out for them uh, if you don't know who they are already. Mm. And Charlie knows that he's getting lent a Talon Day sack. And if it's not returned, he's going to sign for it. And if it is not returned um, in a pristine condition, he will be getting billed for the current markup that they are costing on the black market. <laughs> oh, yeah. Day sack. yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit nice, isn't it? Yeah. So you can't say that, Dan. Not tell us how much they're going for on the black market, mate. 
<laughs> I reckon I reckon you could comfortably yeah you could comfortably ask for probably about 300 350 quid I'd say depending on the condition oh tidy yeah. they, they were hard to song. find they were hard to find when they were being made and now is that a US brand made. it's Camelback so it's Camelback uh, Daysax um, oh okay and it is, yeah, they are they are very, very good. And they were just very hard to find. Obviously, the height of Operic when everybody was buying them as well in the UK. Um, and now that they've stopped being made, you just can't find them for, for love nor, nor money. Um, so, yeah, probably favourite yeah. ever bit of kit. So perhaps that come, uh, is covered under load-bearing would be the, the Camelback Talon Daysack for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm guessing that's one the, uh... that if you've got it, you keep it, in it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I've got the uh, the the Camelback Motherload Daysack or Patrol Pack, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a sixty yeah. litre. It's a great yeah, little yeah. bag that is. Yeah, proper. Yeah, company. really good Daysacks. Really good mm. Daysack. Um, yeah, nice. I've got a bit of a problem with Camelback, like a, in a good way. I've got probably six or seven main Daysacks, and then a sort an assortment of other um, oh. bits and pieces. Yeah, I've got a bit of a <laughs> absolutely bit of a thing for that. <laughs> you and Mike might get on there. He's got a weird. Fetish I love bags. bags. Well, I love yeah. bags. Love bags. bags and helmets. Helmets. <laughs> bags and Never have enough bags helmets. helmets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Andy, did you want to ask your? I think you had one lined up. I had one question lined up. So, uh, with the Milsim uh, events, is there any? Mm. Uh, oh, I can't speak now. Any underlying issues that nearly always? rear its ugly head like um admin um and can you offer any tips for uh, our listeners um to like how do you keep your admin squared away for an event okay um so when you say like underlying issues do you mean from like the event like from from other participants or the or the event organizers yeah or, or yeah or issues that you find that you constantly have with kit um or have you got I, I, I have a I, I'm I'm a bit of a, a tip when it comes to radio so I my comms always go down um pretty quickly and then you know I'm either don't look at me Mike either getting <laughs> one of my lads to, to relay all my messages for me or just saying just give me give me a radio um, I don't think Lance so... has ever start I think that's the problem yeah <laughs> I just so like certainly... to leave it leave it off to save the battery that's my way I go and it's not even for like not spending the money on it because I've probably had four different brands of radio that just you know just don't work for me or, or, or work for a little bit and then and then stop working or um don't tie in with every, what everybody else is using so certainly for me radios is, is always a big problem um and then with regards to admin i just think like i just think on those events like you, you you're going to be there for a good few days or a couple of nights however you want to look at it and you know you as I said earlier, like it, it's going to cost you money if your admin is up your ass, so to speak, um, or it's going to it's going to mean that something's going to happen. Like you know, there might be, you know, you might miss out on on something happening in the event um, because you're you know trying to pack all your shit away from you know having it everywhere and and and, and things like that. So I think the more squared away admin your admin is, the the better event you're going to have. So my my tips are always just things like just try and do 
a couple of things at once. So it's like the classic morning routine. You know, while your food's cooking in the morning, you can be doing something else. You can be cleaning your weapons or changing your socks, all that sort of good stuff. Try and do as many different things as once without having a bunch of different things open at once. And so, like, if you're going to do something like change your socks, then, you know, one boot off, one sock off, one boot on, one sock back on. Then go. You just think to yourself at any point, like, if I was to be you know compromised at the moment am i in a fit state to to respond and if you've got you know 300 different things open and kit everywhere no boots on. probably no no boots on <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff so you know just have that in your mind like if we were to be attacked right now would i be of use to anybody or if i had to leave this area would i then be leaving half of my kit behind to either you know have people you know keep keep for themselves um or you know am i going to be able to continue this event if i was to leave what is on the floor here right now and the answer is probably no Mm, mm. no fair play mate yeah just put a pack away as you go sort of thing isn't it all like yeah, just sort of trying, one just in trying one to out have sort of one thing. thing open at a time and and yeah one exactly yeah. one in one out perfect yeah, yeah. Mm. The so do you of kind of you go to events and you see stuff all over the ground and like people just oh, literally, the whole bergen just gone <laughs> i remember i used to always be terrible oh, yeah. man especially if you had a tent it was the fucking worst because you could just open the door and go Fuck off and then zoop, right let's go yeah, just brilliant just sling it all in. <laughs> yeah. that's it that's and if it. you get bumped so, just grab the tent and just luckily, run away with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have yeah, your kit my lot sleeping on ponchos mm. i can keep an eye on it exactly yeah 100 yeah so do you always have your um bergen or your day sack or whatever you're running in regards to mm. your, your your kit do you always have that set up in exactly the same way so you always know where your bag like so your basher and your poncho are say in the left hand yeah. pocket or something do you always yeah, yeah, keep 100%. it set yeah 100 percent. so um i've still got like a an issued bergen that's had like some of the adjustments like the poncho pouch and stuff like that on on the outside um but because of the climate here i don't tend to have to use a big sleeping bag um so as lance said about mother loads um is yours the older style one or the newer style uh mine's probably with the older style because it's it's got to be 10 years old at least yeah, so that's the one I use as as my kind of Bergen because I can fit like a, a jungle sleeping bag and a bivy bag in the bottom of it. Exactly um, that, yep, same as that. F- f- fold up a poncho and, and, and actually sometimes even have that like neat, neatly rolled up and cable tied to the bottom. And then, um, so that's my main kind of Bergen and that will be set up pretty much in the same way. I'll have pouches, you know, all over it, obviously, because although it's a big day sack, it's not as big as a, as a regular Bergen is. Um, and then, yeah, it'll, it'll all be set up the same as, you know, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, so it'll all be set up the same as the, the way I was taught and, and the way I then went on to, to, to work with that sort of kit. And then, um, yeah, so again, like in the dark, I can find, you know, find where everything is without having to switch any lights on. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair play, mate. Nicely That's done. Cool, mate. Yeah. It's just practice, I think. Like you know, you you can everybody will do things a different way and have different, um, you know, different preferences. So like you know, if if you're interested in in that kind of uh, side of milsim, then talk to as many different people serving and not because the thing is like just because you were serving doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the, the correct answer. There could be things that um, you know people who have never served uh, do, and you actually go, hold up, that's a really good idea. Like why why was I never taught that? So talk to as many pe- different people as you can. Like ask them why do they do that? Is there a, is it a cost reason? Is it a 
Um, is it, uh, uh, is it, is it because it's easier? Is it because it's safer? All that, all that sort of stuff. And, and then just kind of adapt it for you to, to your own style and, and budget and all, all, the, all the rest of it and, and, and just do whatever works for you. Mm, mm, yeah, hundred percent, mate. hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome. That was my question Sorry, done. Just Thank you. <laughs> Nicely done. Andrew. Lovely <laughs> question. A few comments in the chat. Uh, Terry says the thinking rifleman. Um, thinking rifle yeah. yeah. Right. There's a book there, I reckon. There's a book there, Dan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Defiant says break it gets its own Bergen. Uh, yeah, Dale says I'm it. literally a nightmare. I pack everything so tight it has to be packed in a certain way to fit back in. Just can't quickly throw it in. Really need to catch up with limiting better. Mm. I do wonder if there's a, an opportunity there for a business that just makes pre-packed Bergens, <laughs> like. Okay. There's, there's your burger for the weekend it's going to cost mm. you 900 pounds but you never have to think about it it's got everything in it that you need yeah, don't worry yeah. just don't unpack it away yeah, you go you, send it yeah. Back. Yeah. you just return it at the end of like the weekend and they just repack it as part of the service yeah i mean like dale's <laughs> thing there i mean i i mean you do you will you will struggle if you pack something that tight and it's you're literally cramming it shut to get like the, the your straps on mm. and stuff like that and your buckles done up then you, you're going to struggle to pack it up quickly you know, you, yeah. you've got to have that bit of wiggle room in there. From personally, from what I found, I mean, I used to do. I used to be fucking crammed and bursting at the seams. You know what I mean, no retention yeah. straps needed tightening because they were fully open. But then sure. you sort of get to know what you use, and you know, do I do I need mm. it really? You know, in all fairness, am I going to use this? Is it going to be a requirement? Well, you, you, you and then the buddy system as well, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. So the but right. So if you're going to be bashing up with somebody, then <clears> you're not you're not both going to need to take a poncho. Let's say you're not mm. both going to need to take x y and z so that's one thing i think that's a good point and then for what you've just said there lance and what i think dale said as well you know if if that's the case like anything extra you get given as part of the um as part of the team or as part of the event if you've got no place to put it then that's then that's not that's not great um and i would also say like because you know day sacks and military kit in general like yeah it's made to be hard wearing and tough but you know it's going to have its limits and i've i've certainly you know uh, hoisted a, a day sack on my shoulders and heard a couple of um uh you know seams pop and things like that because i've been given x y and z for a, for yeah. a task in um and you think right okay just spent me money at my hard-earned money on this but but you know that's another story um i think you know always have a little bit of wiggle room um for extra bits of morale or extra bits of kit and then certainly after an event say to yourself like look at what you took and say did i use this how much did i use it did it really make a difference and then obviously if you're going to go to an event that is let's say foreseeably similar let's say like at the same time of year the same kind of area and say well i didn't use that last time I'm probably not going to use it this time obviously not with things like waterproofs and you know staying warm and things like that because the weather's going to change um pretty quickly um mm. so you, you need you need to look after yourself in that respect but certainly you you always have bits of kit that you won't be using uh, on a regular basis so just suck it off and see how you get on and if you suffer then you know that actually you know maybe it was essential after all mm. And that's it. And, yeah. and the beauty of it is, you know, and, and like we've always harped on about it as well, is, always, is obviously try, try and nuke it out. I mean, if you do buy yeah. something new, get it dirty, get it out there and try it. You know, your new sleeping yeah, bag, it. new tent system, or whatever it might be, go out and try it before you go to an event with it. Because yeah, you might find 100%. out, you think, oh, I don't really need this, or this ain't really what I expected it to be. But, yeah. but then, having said that, if something does go Pete Tong on an event, you know, let's, a bit, let's be realistic, you are essentially only there for a day, you know. Correct. Um, but then we, yeah. on the flip side of that, we've tried to get away from the whole. Oh, it's all right. It's a, I've got a spare one in the car. 
you know, because I, I was terrible <laughs> yeah. with that. Take loads of shit, loads of crates and crates, leave them all in the motor. So, oh, it doesn't matter because I've got something in the car and go and get it. Trying to get away from that as well as actually being like more self reliant, like being out in yeah. the field, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, certainly stay away from copying what other people are doing because it looks good. If it looks good, but there is a reason why it looks good or, or a reason behind it, then try it, you know, get, get a. Um, Crocs. Crocs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they don't look good. So uh... they don't look good, but you know, they, they're, they're going to stop your feet going down. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but no, you know, get get kit trialed um, and and ask you know before you certainly make any big pur- um, uh, purchases. Like, look at you know, look look at asking people why they bought it, what they use it for, are they glad? All that, all that sort of good stuff. Just inform yourself. You know, fire somebody a. A message or a dm you know they'll if they if they like kit they'll be more than happy to talk about it um and and, and go from there i think and like you say test it and and find out if it's going to work for you before you you know you go to an event and yeah you know but like i say lance like for some people they don't want to be super self-reliant like they that's mm. not part of their interest if it is part of your interest then yeah that's brilliant that's the way i am um it doesn't mean the next person is going to be um no exactly so that mate you, you know but if if that is your part of your hobby your own personal hobby then then yeah you know that, mm. i think that's great you know if you don't pack it you don't have it and you know you you, you you're i mean potentially I, for it i found watching quite a few of the old youtubers like the wild campers and like the bushcrafters and that and some of the way that they some some of the things they do when they come to square in their kit away and like the minimalist approach they've got to some of it and what yeah. they do i find that quite interesting and, and obviously you can pick up tips from that as well especially yeah, they're sleeping think, out they, uh, they challenge themselves like the dead of winter in like just a like a yeah. wool jumper and they make a long fire and stay there for two days I'm just like fucking unbelievable I think really you, you, you can pick up things like that um, for sure and, and, and that's more for like if you're going to get caught short I would say like if you're if you live or perhaps work or uh, hobby in areas that are a little bit spicy then then that's certainly very useful um, but mm. I would say like yeah, what for people sure. What people tend to, I think, personally, what I think a mis- misconception about the military is that we're all Bear grill survival experts. We're really not. Like, <laughs> you're often not taught that stuff on a really regular basis. You might do a bit of an interest piece here or there, or um, depending on what your chain of command's like at the time. But we're we're taught to use certain bits of equipment to make sure that we're like as comfortable as you could be in the field while being effective and not having you know three bergens to yourself so it's a it's a bit of a balance so we're mm. taught to use all these bits of kit to make sure that we're we can live in the field and then not be an absolute rag to then go out and and, and do the job so you know does that mean that you're reliant on certain bits of equipment yeah well but it's also the way the system is designed so it's not really the end of the world then is it you know yeah um, for sure mate yeah so hmm. yeah sure so uh, JBGS off says fight light freeze at night. Correct. Yeah. Hold and bold. We've all been there. Hold and bold. Hold and bold. <laughs> well, no. Well, nowadays it's it, the fight light is is the new kind of doctrine. So, like, um, for oh, Jesus, I'm going to say it. Back in my day. Um, oh, oh you've avoided it. You've yeah, avoided uh, it so far. So far. Yeah. Well. Um, that that was more like you carry everything for you know everything. For every possible eventuality and then you, you you're just in complete rag and never use it whereas nowadays they're trying to cut back on that one for being effective by not having to have an extra 10 kilos on your back but also 
well, for, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, and so now fighting light is the kind of new, the new doctrine. But yeah, there is a downside mm. to it that you are going to get cold um, and you're not always going to be comfortable. That's, yeah, because yeah, that is the new approach, isn't it? The fight light thing. But then you still get the likes, so like you said, mentioned earlier, Dragon Supplies and JJs are still chugging out Gen 4 belt kits like they're Haribos, do you know what I mean? So the, the webbing's still, yeah. it's, it's still a call for, isn't it? Well, the whole mainly belt because I think for JJs, certainly, uh, being where they are um, at the, near the Infantry Battle School down in Brecon, like, that um, is because of promotion courses or or trade courses that still require that sort of stuff so like if you right, go to the okay. jungle webbing if you go on you know uh junior and well I, I i think junior nco and 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 certainly like um uh like senior nco stuff they're still going to ask for webbing um i think um don't quote me on it but you know certainly like bergens and and webbing is still going to be used for certain courses um so there's a market for it and also certain people that still want to use that kit will, will still use it um you know depending on you know depending on the, the the sort of tour or mission that you're going to go on so things like marley that was was just been sort of drawn down now but you know i would say that webbing to go to marley is probably a good idea because you're um you, you know you're living out of it you know if you go to kenya you're probably going to be living out of your webbing um you know for 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 herrick it wasn't that wasn't the case because you would we only stayed out a few nights um here or there where you you didn't really miss your webbing um and it was it was more of, well it was just a different time so yeah for, for people like jj's and stuff like that there's definitely still a market for it for sure yeah fair play uh jbg uh team myrmidon said that they've got a viper bag that you can borrow if you want one <laughs> <laughs> there you go see <laughs> Perfectly yeah, adequate. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a like for like, I reckon. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No brainer. Spend all that money on one bag when you can buy like nineteen. Um, Dan, top three morale items go. Mm, okay. Um, I would say on a mill sim, I would say a jet boil is probably high up there um that is going to make your life a hell of a lot easier i've got a feeling lance might be oh no he's getting his soldier yeah, he's getting his soldier mate. oh he might have had a jet boy copy a soldier mate <laughs> yeah I, I would say <laughs> yes uh, rightly so <laughs> rightly so rightly so uh i'd say yeah for time time saved and just for convenience i would say uh i'd say like earphones like i'd say like a little pair of, like a pair of earphones for like uh, just drowning out the the guy next to you snoring away or whatever. Um, and that's a really good idea, down. Dan. That I would it say might. that. And a third one, morale. I'm just trying to think what I would take. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's probably it's probably something like you know something edible or you know something drinkable that you're gonna you know so Haribo or jerky or you know something that's gonna you know when your your morale is a little bit low something that mm. you could uh, eat or drink that's just gonna um, it'll perk you up a little bit so some probably something like Haribo I'd say or, or jerky something like that. They're playing yeah. nice, yeah, good choices. Yeah, you can like you that. can tell you're ex-serving because you've listed what most people would regard as an essential, i.e. the jet boil, as a morale item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, again, it, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it was morale when when they first come on the scene. It was, you know, it was it was the new it thing to have. Whereas now, yeah, it's probably the it's probably the the the, the go to purchase. I'd say, um, hmm. yeah, or maybe just be yeah, the cool. jetboil gas salesman uh, in your. Uh, in, in your kind of uh, harbour or base or whatever, because when that thing runs out, then your morale does hit the floor. <laughs> I bet there's fights over that. Yeah. Isn't there? Like fucking literal punch-ups. You, you don't need to take a jet ball with you. Just take all the gas and be like, ha-ha, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's cooking for me? Who's cooking for me? One in demand. <laughs> Um, right, we're probably coming to the end of the show, so if there's any last questions, get them in now, and we'll, we'll try and get through as many as we can. Um, next week, we've got Mike from the soon-to-be-no-longer Legion Airsoft. Uh, he's going to be joining us on the show. We're going to be talking about um, basically what's happened, Stop. catching up with him, sort of finding out what, what's next on the cards for him, and sort of just having a bit of a send-off, I guess, in, yeah. in the nicest, without, without it sounding too morbid. Um, but it'd be nice to sort of catch up with him. Um, Dan, thank you ever so much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely fantastic having you here. Oh, thank I'll you guys. Pleasure. Learned yep. a few bits thank and pieces. And, uh, how, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I would probably say Instagram's the, the easiest way. Um, so it's at underscore, uh, wrong, at Hades underscore Airsoft underscore. There's just too many underscores in it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just send me a DM or, or yeah, it's probably the best way is, uh, yes, find me on Instagram. Cool, nice one. Perfect. Um, in the meantime, I just want to say thank you to Clegg95. He's still hanging on as our one and only Twitch watcher. Um, Go on, Clegg. So big Go shout on, out mate. to Clegg. Big shout out. <laughs> yeah. Second week on the row, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, there's a question from John Smith. Uh, SA80, A1, A2, or A3, which would you pick? Uh, A3. Uh, I like it. I like the SAAT. I might get uh, I might get booed for that, but I like it. And the A3 is definitely the way to go. Fair play. Right. Is that the newest? Has okay. that been taken over by? Is it Heckler and Cock making that now, or was they already making it and someone else is doing it now? I can never uh, remember. I think they took over from the A2. Like they turned the A1 into the A2, and they've pretty much run with it ever since. Um, right. Yeah. If they didn't come up with it in the first place, um, so yeah. It does look cool when they've got like the UGL and that mounted to it. It's, it I think it's a cool. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I personally, I think it's a cool a looking battle rifle. But yeah, it probably for yeah, real, it probably UGL weighs a ton. Weighs a ton. Yeah, still good though. It's got to be, got to be. <laughs> Fuck it. Sorry, <laughs> Clegg ninety five has just chipped in. Still no idea how it works, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows Clegg. It's uh, it's just a, it's witchcraft. Nobody knows. <laughs> Um, there was a couple of comments as well I just wanted to bring up so last one from Team Myrmidon was I found Milsons are a familiar home to former squaddies we're usually the more chilled out ones who just crack on and Silly Gilly says they should make a TV series on the AI500 lots of good material in there um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most of it's supplied by you Silly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, so thanks again, Dan, for coming on. It's an absolute yes, pleasure to have you. Um, yes, it's been wicked, Mike. Thoroughly enjoyed it. No, thank you very much. For pleasure. Anyone, yeah, I really enjoyed it. For anyone watching, you can obviously leave us a review if you'd like to. Uh, you can do so on our Facebook page or on our uh, Spotify. Not Spotify. 
Apple Podcasts. That's the one you can yes. leave reviews on. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on our email at nofochat or hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. And our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of the show. Again, join us next week for Mike from Legion, uh, 8pm on Wednesday. In the meantime, gents, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Stay goodbye. no <laughs> <laughs> and, info, ciao, and all that ciao, jazz. Bella. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>